0: I'm Scott Allen, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this series on shepherding within the body of Christ. Now, today we get to the quality of an elder that has in the past been a disqualifier within the leadership selection process. Now, here it is. It is this. Is he able to teach? Now, some translations say, is he apt to teach? Today, we talk about what this idea means, this idea of able to teach. When I was 26 years old, I accepted a job as a teacher at my old high school. Kind of like a Welcome Back Cotter. It was my alma mater. Now, don't bother looking for it. It's now parking lot 15B for the new Cowboy Stadium. My job was to teach theater, Bible, speech, and, uh, are you ready for this? Eighth grade earth science. See, I knew theater. I, I had my degree in it. I knew my Bible. I'd studied it, and I felt pretty proficient at that. I knew the basics of speech, but earth science, that was a challenge. And teaching it to 8th graders, even more challenging. I will say that for those two years, that was one of my most challenging classes. I struggled to make it relevant, exciting. The presentations suffered, and the intention spans weren't always there. Partly because they were 8th graders, but primarily because I had not really mastered the content. I was learning right alongside them in many ways which should be the case if you're a lifelong student. But for this, I'd been so long since I'd taken this class that I was, I was simply sharing information. I wasn't really teaching. And as I think through this quality of able to teach, I think back to my days as a teacher and I think, what if I'd mastered that content? How much more of an influence could I have been? Would those students have been able to learn and retain that knowledge? Maybe if I'd mastered the content, I could have inspired rather than relayed the information. I was a teacher. I could relay info. But does that mean that I was able to teach? I think so, But, but, but there's something deeper going on here. You see, when churches are selecting their leaders, we often find that the quiet ones, the ones who are sometimes in the background, they're often overlooked because they aren't teaching a class, or we don't consider them able to facilitate a large group of people. We see their lack of classroom teaching to be a disqualifier. But what if these men... What if they'd mastered the content, but weren't really gifted to teach a large class or even a large group of people? See, during this time that Paul's writing to Timothy and Titus, churches weren't filled with large rooms and podiums and display screens that we know of. The culture was different, which means there's a deeper question. So what if we took out the idea of teaching in a class setting or in a combined class of 200 plus people? What if we looked at this idea in more simple terms? asking this question right here is this man capable of teaching scripture to others you see the primary strategy for personal and corporate transformation is not excellent programming but rather the patient teaching of scripture 2nd Timothy 4:2 says proclaim the message be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable convince rebuke and encourage with the utmost patience In teaching, This encouragement doesn't look like something that would be done in a formal class setting. How often can you rebuke someone in a formal class setting or convince someone? This is describing something that's done through a personal relationship in an informal setting. Now, the first requirement of a good teacher is not presentation skills, but it's the mastery of the content, which leads to the second deeper question. Has this man given himself to the study of Scripture? Into filling himself with the Word of God. Now, there are more important questions that we should be asking rather than whether or not this man is good in front of people. You see, we see in Acts chapter 18 that there are two people who show what it means to be able to teach. Apollos was a gifted speaker and teacher. He'd come to Ephesus and was speaking to the crowds, and two people named Priscilla and Aquila heard him speak. Now, Apollos was brilliant, but he didn't have the whole story. So what did they do? They took him aside, and in a personal way, explained the way more accurately to him. So Acts 18, starting in 24. Now, some people theorize that Apollos may have written the book of Hebrews, and if this is true, then that means that Priscilla and Aquila were able to teach the teacher. Now, we don't hear about Priscilla or Aquila teaching large crowds, but we see them teaching Apollos. Now, this is what it means to be able to teach able to explain scripture to others, someone who's mastered the content, given himself over to the study of it. Who do you know that's given themselves to the study of scripture? Who do you know that's capable of explaining it to others? Now maybe you haven't thought this deeply about this quality. Maybe you've even disqualified someone or overlooked them because of their lack of presentation skills or maybe you've disqualified yourself because you didn't really feel as if you could teach a large group of people or or get up in front of church on a Sunday morning. If so, I encourage you to look at this from this perspective. Think deeper and consider what God is leading you to do. You've been listening to Grapevine Church of Christ. For more information, visit our website, www.grapevinechurch.com.